No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we continue in Psalm 119 as the psalmist calls upon the Lord to act now because of his oppressors. He prays that no sin would have dominion over him. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Today the psalmist continues appreciating the benefits of the Word of God through this acrostic psalm where each set of eight verses begins with the same Hebrew letter. We come to Ayan. Verse 121, I have done justice and righteousness. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Be surety for your servant for good. Do not let the proud oppress me. This is the first time that he uses the word oppressors. The psalmist deals with people who have sought to lord over him and dominate him, but really they are oppressing him. They are abusers of their authority. So he cries out that God would be surety for him. Now to be surety for someone was to be a co-signer to cover their debts in case they were to default on them. We're warned in Proverbs that we're not to do that because it's very financially risky. But the psalmist is asking the Lord to cover him against the proud oppressors, against those who would threaten to take away his livelihood. My eyes fail from seeking your salvation and your righteous word. Deal with your servant according to your mercy and teach me your statutes. How earnestly do we search for the Lord's salvation? The psalmist had searched so long that his eyes were now failing him. He kept hoping that God would come through for him, that he would come to his rescue, but he was still waiting. I love the fact that the Psalms are honest. His heart cry is that God would deal with him according to his mercy. He was not campaigning for his own righteousness. He did not feel entitled. The basis for his appeal is the abounding mercy of God. Now, if we approach God on this footing, we shall not long have to wait, for God delights in showing mercy to those who are contrite in spirit. Part of the expression of God's mercy is that he condescends to teach us his statutes. He doesn't just throw a rule book on our desk. He makes his word alive by giving us the Holy Spirit to apply it to our lives. He is our teacher who guides us into all truth. And there is no substitute for the Holy Spirit. Verse 125, I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. It is time for you to act, O Lord, for they have regarded your law as void. So give me understanding. What master would not give understanding to his own servant when the servant requests it? If a human master will do this, then how much more will God grant understanding to his servants who seek it from him? Now, when Daniel sought to understand the word of the Lord spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, 
And when the 70 years of Babylonian captivity would be fulfilled, he set his face toward God to make request by prayer, supplication, and fasting. That's in Daniel 9.3. And God answered him by sending the angel Gabriel to explain it all to him. So the psalmist says, hey, it's time for you to act. He senses that the time is critical. God must act now. I believe that we are living in such a time. We are at a very critical moment in history and in our nation. We need God to act now. And if he doesn't, then our entire culture will no doubt plunge into deeper and deeper darkness and godlessness from which our nation may not ever recover. For they have regarded your law as void. That was the problem then. It is the problem today. Our greatest problem is not COVID-19 or the economy or climate change or immigration. The greatest problem facing our nation is that people have regarded God's law as void. They think it's worthless or obsolete and they don't have to pay any attention to it. This departure from the eternal word of God is ruining our nation. Therefore, I love your commandments more than gold. Yes, then fine gold. Therefore, all your precepts concerning all things I consider to be right. I hate every false way. Several times in this psalm, he compares the word of God to material riches, and he says that he loves God's commandments more than gold. How much do we value them? He says that he hates every false way. And we cannot enjoy the freedom that comes from knowing the truth without also hating that which is false. Your testimonies are wonderful. Therefore, my soul keeps them. The entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The psalmist never tires of appreciating God's testimonies. They are wonderful to him. And because he considers them to be wonderful, he keeps them. Now, when God's words enter the human heart, they give light. They lead us out of the darkness. That is why I make much of this ministry to simply teach the word of God simply. It is the word of God that has power to change people from the inside out if they just understand it. Now, he says that God's words give understanding to the simple. Those who are simple are naive, foolish, or easily deceived. But the word of God makes them discerning and prudent. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for your commandments. Look upon me and be merciful to me, as your custom is toward those who love your name. Think about a dog panting for water on a summer day, or the deer panting for the water brooks. In the same way, the psalmist pants for God's commandments. He knows that they are his life. He said, be merciful to me according to your custom. It is God's customary work to show mercy to those who love his name. Direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Redeem me from the oppression of man that I may keep your precepts. Now he wanted his steps to only be in God's path. 
No doubt he had strayed away enough times in his life to know that he didn't want to even set a foot on the path of sin. Then he says, let no iniquity have dominion over me. Now, God told Cain, sin desires to have you, but you must master it. And we're told in Romans 6, 14, that sin shall not be our master, for we are not under law, but under grace. We need God's help so that sin has no dominion or mastery over us. Then he says, redeem me from the oppression of men. Again, he returns to this subject. You can tell that oppressors were really bothering him. So he cries out to God to redeem him from them. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. Rivers of water run down from my eyes because men do not keep your law. There is no greater joy than to know that God's face is shining upon us. We seek his face so that we may delight ourselves in his presence where there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Now the psalmist uses hyperbole as he describes rivers of water flowing from his eyes. He is sorrowful over the unrighteousness he sees all around him. Jeremiah the prophet wept as he saw his people going into captivity. Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Paul wept over the people in the churches. I believe that if we would see real change in our nation and in the lives of those whom we love, then it begins with tears. We need the godly sorrow that produces repentance and leads to salvation. We come to the next Hebrew letter, Sada, verse 137. Righteous are you, O Lord, and upright are your judgments. Your testimonies, which you have commanded, are righteous and very faithful. Who compares with the Lord in his righteousness? Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would convict the world of righteousness because he would go to be with the Father. The only righteousness that is acceptable to God and that will get a person to heaven is the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ that is imputed to us by faith in him. My zeal has consumed me because my enemies have forgotten your words. Your word is very pure, therefore your servant loves it. Now there is a time to be consumed by zeal. We know that Jesus was consumed with zeal when he drove out the money changers and the animals in the temple. For God said that it would be a house of prayer for the nations, but it had become a den of thieves. Are we consumed by zeal for anything? Zeal is good when rightly applied by the Holy Spirit, but let us also beware of that zeal that is without knowledge. The psalmist's zeal was well-directed against those who had forgotten God's words. He said, because the word of the Lord is very pure, I love it. I am small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is truth. Now, we may be small in the eyes of the world. Paul said to the Corinthians that not many of them were wise, mighty, or noble when they were called. Jesus said to the church of Philadelphia, you have little strength. The world may not be impressed. But God uses small ones to do mighty things. Then the psalmist declares, your law is truth. Now, Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? 
Here we have the answer. God's law is truth. In a world of lies and so-called misinformation, where can we go to get pure truth? To the Word of God. It has been tested throughout history and in the lives of millions. Trouble and anguish have overtaken me, yet your commandments are my delights. The righteousness of your testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding and I shall live. Anguish has been described as anger with love. Now, he was righteously indignant over those who cast God's laws behind their backs because he loved his nation. His remedy was to continually delight himself in God's commandments. These would bring him comfort in the troubling times. And finally, he prays that God would give him understanding so that he could live. Now, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he gives us understanding of his word and of the days in which we are living if we seek him. Then we shall truly live and glorify God. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll conclude Psalm 119 as the psalmist cries out to God with his whole heart. He prays that God will revive him and declares that the law is his delight. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.